was looking for something. And I thought he had a golf ball in his pocket, and it was like whipping around. Like that's what I thought. And then, and then, and then after I looked at your text, I looked closer, and I was like, "Holy!" What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of Shank Happens. I'm Travis, joined by my boy Ryan. What's happening, dude? What's going on, brother? How's your week been? It's been pretty good, man. Pretty good. Uh, ready to tackle another week this week. Did not watch any golf this weekend at all. So wow, they have that. you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. And guess what? I'm a piece of shit with you because I didn't watch a lick of golf. I, 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 I was just a little busy. I was a little busy. I had a busy week. I, uh, I took a big L in the Dogecoin market. I mean, not necessarily. I made, I, I made some money, but I could have made a lot more. So, you know, spent a lot of time in the computer just trading on Binance and, uh, you know, trying to trying to uh build it back up but you know we'll, we'll get back into the uh swing of things pun fucking intended but uh yeah other than that good week yeah i had some master's fatigue i was out in that area and then came home flew to la for a few days and just i don't know just didn't get back into the swing of things to watch golf i just yeah, Does, wasn't feeling right. it doesn't it feel like it's been like fourteen thousand days since we last filmed a podcast like for some reason i feel like i haven't talked to you in forever it's it's been a long week, but you know it's it's been a good week. So we got a really good episode ahead of us today. We're gonna jump into some things. We'll talk about you know the RBC heritage. Um, even though we didn't watch it, you know I stayed you know in tune with what was what was going on. But we have a guest that's gonna be joining us at the 19th hole, Bobby Bradley. If you guys don't know Bobby, he is a legend in his own rights. He was a first round draft pick for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and over uh, came some injuries, didn't quite make it. Uh, in Major League Baseball, became a, a long driver, um, has just hit a ton of balls, competed at the highest level, raised a bunch of money Great for dude. charity. Great dude all around. Um, we love the guys at all the events that I've hosted. He's at all the other golf events that were around. Um, and he runs the Long Drivers account. So if you follow Long Drivers on Instagram, Bobby is the guy behind it. So he had a really cool experience this last week um, at one of the charity events that he was hitting balls at. He got to actually meet 45, uh, Donald Trump, former president of the United States. And I don't know. I'm not going to spoil the story. It was pretty cool uh, to see it on Instagram. But he's going to walk us through the story in detail and kind of give us what that was like to not only meet the former president, but to, to hit balls for him. And I think he put him on the spot pretty good. So I don't know. I mean, being in that, that spot, I mean, obviously, I'm not a great golfer to begin with at all. But if I'm hitting balls for... Donald Trump and he's putting on me in a spot like that. I, I don't know how I would do. I mean, I'd probably <laughs> let me let me Ted let me put you in this, the water. Right, right. Let me put you in this scenario. All right, so you're you're out there uh, at, at the same course and and you're you're uh, you're about to tee off, but the group in front of you is holding up, holding you up, and unbeknownst to you, DT is the group behind you, and he's he's pulling up on you and putting a little pressure on you, and unfortunately, he's not going to play through because you, you're getting held up by the group in front of you, but you've got to hit your tee shot. And let's say it's, uh, you know, I don't want to put, I don't want to say it's par three. That's tough. You, I, you'd, pr- you'd probably fuck that up real bad, but like par four <laughs> str- straight away, <laughs> super wide, super wide fairway. Like what goes through your head? Walk, walk me through the process from pre-shot routine to you actually executing the golf shot. And uh, yeah. No one yeah, I mean, is there. So for me, like, this is crazy. I'm not a, a great golfer, but uh, when I have played through or when I have a large crowd watching me, I actually tend to play better. Um, I don't know if it's just yeah. that I've got extreme focus, but with him watching, 
I think I'd want to impress, like, I don't think you're going to impress him so much that something's going to come of it or anything like that. But, you know, he's a great, he's a good golfer. He's, you know, president of the United States. You, I would just want, I would be trying so hard to like do something good where he'd like be impressed. And, you know, I would probably swing as hard as I could, which would be still a grandpa swing speed. But I would definitely like snap hook something like 40 yards and just look like the biggest <laughs> idiot, you know, and I don't know. I, don't, I know I would not fare well whatsoever. So I, mean, I don't know. You tell me, walk me through what you would do. I mean, because you've obviously done live trick shot shows. You've had big crowds. I mean, obviously yeah. you haven't had the president watching you, but I mean, you've had some big people watch you before. I mean, what would you be your walkthrough on this? Yeah, I, I'm on the tee box getting ready to tee up and I see a car pull up and it's uh, Donald Trump, Prez. Uh, I turn around, I say, nope. And I tell him to play through regardless. I say, I, 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 you, you don't want to watch an old hack like me play all day. You get in front of me. Let me watch the president play. But if it, if it turned into a situation where I had to hit the golf ball, I mean, fuck yeah, I'd be, I'd be pretty nervous. I'd, I'd, I'd probably just pull the shit out of it. That's what I do in pressure situations. Like, you know, the nerves are flowing. You're a little nervous. When you're a little nervous, I feel like the, the most common miss has got to be a pull. Like, we, you guys listening, you can uh, let us know. Uh, give us some feedback if you agree. But I feel like whenever my adrenaline's pumping, the upper body moves a little quick, and I, and I just pull the shit out of the golf ball. So it would be a four right for me because I'm a lefty. And, uh, yeah, that would look like, a, like an idiot in front of a 45. But, you know, he'd probably just tell me to tee up another one. And uh, yeah, he probably would. That, I mean, honestly, like China, I, play, yeah, play <laughs> China. When I, if I got the chance to ever play with him, I mean, I'd be nervous, but I'd be less nervous because you get to play, just oh, yeah, probably yeah. have a conversation, hit a bunch of shots, right. right? Good and bad. But to just have him roll up like that and hit one shot and have him put all the pressure. I mean, you'll hear the story from Bobby. He puts an immense amount of pressure on Bobby to hit a good ball and puts him on right. the spot amongst a big crowd of people. So. Really cool story. I'm glad Bobby got to join us. He's a great guy. So I'm, I'm glad everybody's going to get to hear this story here on the pod. But let's jump over to the first T segment. And let's talk about the RBC Heritage. Uh, Stuart Sink, who's like a thousand years old, hasn't won <laughs> since 2009 when he pretty much stole the Open Championship away from Tom Watson. Uh, comes out this year. He's won twice. And yeah. he wins this week by four shots. And we, we were just talking about this offline, but this is not uh, one of those fields where you had a bunch of no-names. I mean, you had a ton of great players out there in the field. You had world number one out there in the field. I mean, you had a ton of great guys out there. And Stuart Sink goes out and shoots course record through 36 holes. I think he held it through 54. Goes on and, and wins by four shots today with his son on the bag. Uh, I think his son's been on the back with him these last two victories. Which is so un cool. Unreal. I mean, yeah, incredible story. Uh, probably second to his tan line story. I mean, if you've seen the posts of his head, even his son was rocking a even wicked his son, tan yeah. line. <laughs> yeah, it runs in the family, man. dude. But, I mean, yeah, incredible story. I mean, there's only two players uh, on tour during this season that have won multiple events, Bryson DeChambeau and Stuart Sink. I mean, who would have ever yeah. thought that? I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that is super, super wild. I mean, the fact that, you know, like you said, that the field was stacked and this guy comes out on top. Now, I think he is currently a three-time champion there at Harbortown. I think that was his third win there. So, obviously, the guy plays well at the course. He's obviously in really good form right now. Um, 
you know, being it, it's a second win this season, but I mean, it, it, it's, it's so wild to think it like my dad loved him. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like, no, I know he's and, been around and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm fucking 30. Like <laughs> when I was a little kid, I was like, Stuart sink, like cool, man, like sick. So, so if you had told me back when I was like 10 years old and sink was on tour, just tearing it up. Like when I'm 30, he would be a two time winner early in the season. I would have said, fuck you. Like, no yeah. way. No way. No, no way. way at all. No way. But and it's so this cool. Always- no, it's that's cool, and I'm happy for him. It's it's just I think it's good for the game. And it's good for all the players out there because if you think about, it, you always see like BJ Singh and some of these guys out there playing, competing. You know, some of them are on the Champions Tour, some of them still blend in and play on the PJ Tour. But it just goes to show that anyone can win any given week. And when you hear people that talk about Tiger, even prior to this latest injury in the car accident, oh, is Tiger ever going to win again? Is Tiger ever going to win the big one? Is he going to do this? Is he going to do that? It's like you know what? If Stuart fucking Sink can win twice in one year, especially in a field like that, I'm pretty sure Tiger Woods can get a win. You know, and yeah. I, I think if Tiger can play some more of these events instead of some of the bigger you know, majors and some of the, the you know the bigger events that are obviously much more difficult fields, much more difficult courses, he'll for sure get that 83rd win, 84th, 85th win, whatever. But um, yeah, Stuart Sink, man, he's just make, he's just showing you. I mean, the guys that were right there competing with him elite players you know and I thought for a minute like yeah. is you know Morikawa going to come out and, and and come from behind and get this victory you know he's got that swagger you know he's bit down four shots going into the tournament or final round he's probably going to come out swinging no he shot like I think he shot over par today um and you have all these other guys that just you know fell short and here we go Stuart Sink throws on the plaid jacket once again and he's and two-time I was just winner. about to say I was about to say dude doesn't he look good in that jacket like that's like the one guy on tour that that could win that tournament and like actually look like look like that's the jacket he would wear to like Sunday brunch or something like that you know what I mean he yeah, looks perfect right. in it. it it was it was it's so fitting so yeah I mean I, I'm personally stoked you know I mean you know, it's Harbor Town. I don't think it's one of those big tournaments where you're really pulling for, you know, a big win from from somebody, you know, like I thought it was really cool that Wesley Bryan, you know, a, a trick shot guy, you know, um, I'm a huge fan of him. I thought it was really awesome that he won. And I'm, I was really pumped to see him go out and he shot, I think, four under for the tournament. It's really great. Would have liked to see oh, him. He was, uh, he was eight under, actually. Wait, wait, really? Yeah, he shot 400 today. Oh, 400, I think 400 had, today, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he actually had a great tournament all around, and um, I yeah. think maybe his third yeah. round, he kind of fell back a little bit. But, I mean, listen, you had Wesley Bryan returning champion. By the way, his championship when he won wearing those pink pants did yes. not really go well. The Joe, the Joe Gilliland but, special. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We did talk about that. But, yeah, look, you had Matt Kuchar, Abe Answer, Danny Willett, Masters champion. You had Daniel Berger. Uh, Dustin yep. Johnson's tied 13 Webb Simpson who won last year Shane Lowry the open champion Cam Smith uh, was on fire this weekend Colin Morikawa you know Matt Fitzpatrick Stacked. Corey Connors I mean dude in sync comes out Harold yeah Harold Varner ended up taking second tied second with uh, uh, Emilio Grio is it Grio yeah, it's whatever you want that. it to be baby it's yeah I'm gonna pronounce it that way get, I'm gonna get probably beat up in the comments but yeah so I mean, four shots clear, Stuart Sink, champion. It's just nuts. I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see if he can keep it up. I mean, I think his son is like – I don't know if his son's just going to take on this caddying as a profession because he's probably made more money. If he's paying him, he's probably yeah. made more money doing this than he'd be making Did you see how else. much they, they, they won together? He, he sinks up over three three million million. 
Yeah. I mean, like, like, I think, I think if I was Stuart Sink's son, I'm, I'm saying, Dad, you know, it, it's time for me to move on, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go caddy for a big dog, and I'm gonna go eat, and I'm gonna live. I, that's what I'd be doing. So, you know, I, obviously he'll ride that bag out until his dad's done, probably. I'm, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, why wouldn't you pursue a career in caddying if, if? even his dad said he's not just a son caddying for his dad. I mean, like he's legitimately talented at at what he does. And I think that that's obviously showing and they have good chemistry. And I'm sure that when they're out there, it's almost like more of a business relationship than a father son. And I think that's a good thing. I think he's probably, you know, prepping him for, for the big leagues. And yeah, it's, it's a good story, man. It really is. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's pretty interesting, but I'm happy for him. Um, you know, hopefully he has some some success the rest of the year. So we'll see. Um, you know, I don't know. Not, not a lot much else is going on, right? We got the Zurich going on in New Orleans. Um, and Orleans. I had a – I'm going to follow up with him. I'm going to text him right now while we're recording this podcast. But Rory Sabatini hit me up and said that uh, he's going to be teaming up with Patrick Reed this week as teammates, mm-hmm. and he wanted me to come down to New Orleans and be uh, visit with those guys. I don't know if the offer's still on the table, but – If it is, fun. I'll drive up with you. I'll go with that'd you. That'd be I'll, fun, we'll, dude. We'll shoot, we'll shoot the pod from New Orleans. We will. <laughs> I'm texting him right now. Good luck, good luck this week, man. <laughs> and can I still <laughs> – Go see it, but yeah, that that'll be a fun one to watch. It's always a good tournament. I mean, there's a lot coming up. You got Snake Pit coming up. You know, you got the the uh, Valspar, which is not too far from me. Hopefully, I can make it down there. And yeah, a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, up leading up to uh, Kiowa. So, but, yeah. and and we we will still touch on my Kiowa experience. I know we alluded to how that was my worst round of golf ever. We're going to have Josh on as our special guest yes. to talk through that round very thoroughly, yeah, I'll, actually. I'll let, I'll let Josh, Josh tell you because he <laughs> – <laughs> he'll tell you about it. It was horrible, man. And Maybe he'll, he he'll has tell some you video. Maybe he has some video that he can share with us as well. So No, we, we do have a ton of video from, from that, uh, that trip, but it was all like trick shot content. Like I, I couldn't play golf, but I'll tell you this. I was on like the 17th or 18th tee. I can't remember which it was. Um, but like, like I said, played the worst round of golf of my life and we get on the 17th, 18th tee and I was like, shit, dude, like I got to get content. We were doing content for the resort and I was like, I'm just going to do like a a trick shot real quick. So it was like one where I top the ball with the driver, like full swing, top the ball and it pops straight up and then I hit it out of the air and I got it like second try. And then my agent at the time was there and he was like, Jesus fucking Christ, Russ. He's like, you can, you can do that second drive, but you can't, you can't hit a fucking fairway. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Just so pissed off. So yeah, it was a, uh, it was a day. It was, it was a long day. Yeah. So I'm going through my text with Rory Sabatini. This is actually like our texts and he responds. He's like, yeah, man, come as our guests. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, plural. yeah, yeah. I'm like, absolutely. I mean, can you imagine how fun it would be to actually get content with Patrick Reed from PJ Memes? Like, if I were to tell the PJ Memes following to say, "Hey, I'm going to be with Pat this week, yeah. shooting some yeah. content," like, I don't think people would one believe me, but two, I think everyone would be on the edge of their seat. Like, what is this going to be? You know, what's this guy's yeah. reaction going to be to to PJ Memes? Because, listen. These guys who I met before, like Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, you know, Sergio, 
I've made fun of them, but I haven't really like gone super hard with them at all. It's just been kind of right. playful jokes that, you know, they're fun, but they, they get them. But Pat, like gone pretty dang hard at him. Uh, I don't even know what I'd say if I, if I met him, like, I just like, I, I wouldn't, per- I don't personally? know that I'd be like, like personally, like, no, personally, like I don't have anything against the guy. I don't even know him, you know, I, I don't have anything against him, but Right. I know what I see on television. I know what I hear. And I've heard it from a lot of other tour pros. I've heard it from a lot of caddies. I've heard it from players' wives. Um, I'd have to think that that common denominator, that uh, him is the issue or his wife is the issue or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to meet him and be like, oh, dude, I'm sorry for, for everything or whatever. It's just no. like, you've kind of made your bed. Like, you know, you've made your bed. And the media, on top of what I do, you know, makes those storylines or those headlines and, and, you know, yeah. buries them deep in and, the ground too. And, so it's not just me. And they, they, they put a bigger, bigger magnifying glass on it. I think than, than you, than you do. I mean, yours obviously has, has more of a approach of humor when, when all these other big media outlets are more serious. And I personally, like you said, he made his bed, but I'm pretty sure he's aware of that. And I don't think it would be, I don't think it would be like super hostile. I don't think it would be a bad no. thing. I honestly think he would actually be like a really cool dude. I, I really do. I personally think that, like I said yeah. uh, before in the pod, like I got to spend some time with him and Kessler on the range at the U S open and uh, literally sat there for, for like an hour with, with them uh, while they were hitting balls. And he seemed like a really good dude. And I understand like, you know what he does on the golf course. People need to understand what he does on the golf course. Isn't a, direct portrayal of who he is as a human being and what his personality is right i don't i don't think that he put he doesn't put himself out there enough for people to really understand who he is as a person and you know i'm sure he's not the dopest freaking guy on tour and like the most rad hang but i can tell you that for sure probably (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) so 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 i get it but but at the end of the day you know he's out there doing a job he's trying to trying to make a buck and i think um you know, I think, I think it would be actually really, really cool. And I think that you guys would probably build a really sick relationship out of it. And, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know about I think, that, but it, I think you be, would, I mean, I, you know, he did a lot of content that week that you met him out in, uh, at Wingfoot with the foreplay guys and he became yeah. like likable. I guess that's like the closest word I could think to of it where people saw him in a light where they never had seen him before. And Kessler told me that he had, previously it turned down many invitations to be on like the no laying up pod and stuff like that, which I thought would be, you know, good for him to be able to talk through some of the stuff that's happened and you know, where, what his take is on some of this, because listen, when the minute he owns up to some of this stuff and like walks through it and humanizes himself, that's when a lot of people kind of just bury it and they're like, it is what it is. The fact that he hasn't taken accountability and that he's continued to have these issues. um, You know, like the, we talked about, the issue in the bunker with Abe at Augusta, you know, if that was Patrick Reed, it would probably have been like blown up and social media would have went nuts, even though it really wasn't even a penalty. Right. So, you know, it's just the bet he's made and maybe he likes that. I don't know. Maybe he wants to be the villain, but yeah, if I had the opportunity to spend some time with him, maybe shoot some content and have some fun. I mean, I'm all for it. I think it'd be a blast. I think people would enjoy it, but I really don't know what his, uh, you know, what his stance would be on that and how he'd react. But I think if he, I think if he reacted negatively or it went sideways, I think it would only be bad for him. You yeah, know, 100%. I think everyone, I think I would expect that. 
I think a lot of followers would expect that. But, you know, for him, if it goes sideways, it's only going to get worse. So I think he'd have to be on his best behavior. Yeah, I don't think Patrick Reed is looking for worse at this point. So I think, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I I think that, uh, you know, if if I'm Patrick Reed and I'm in his shoes, I'm looking at it as an opportunity to – to grow a little bit and you know yeah. what what better platform to do that on than pga memes well man he's <laughs> going to be on tour for a long time and he is going to win a lot more events so it just makes sense for him to be liked by more people you know so yeah, 100%. hopefully hopefully he gets that advice and that guidance i mean because he definitely needs it so let's move over to the buy or sell segment sell. and we've got some fun ones that we're going to jump into today um, we'll start with an easy one, kind of tying into some of the stuff that we talked to on the first tee. But Stuart Sink is already won twice this 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 wraparound season, uh, two wins in the last year, but hadn't won in the eleven previous years. There's still some events left ahead of us. His rankings are shooting up, so he's going to be playing in more, more events or invited to more events. Will Stewart win a third event this year by herself? No, that would be cool. Immediate sell for me. Um, I mean, it would be kind of cool. Like, Stuart Sink gets the hat trick. Dope. But you know, I think he won Harbortown uh, just because it's a course he plays really well at. Um, but other than that, I mean, we're, we're getting late in the season. We're already one major down. And uh, the FedEx Cup's going to tighten up a little bit here. And um, I think some dudes are going to be firing some pretty low numbers. And, you know, I, you know, I'm glad he won. I'm glad he won his, uh, his second. But, you know, had you asked me, buy or sell after the Safeway if he would win another uh, another tournament uh, within the season, I would I would have sold, and I would have had to eat it. But you're asking me again, and I'm still going to stick by my guns. Definitely a sell. Definitely a sell, huh? Yeah, I mean, looking at the rest of the schedule, I mean, I, I don't know what events he normally plays. I don't know much about Stuart Sink, to be honest with you. I think it would be an amazing story <laughs> to see him win again. Um I just don't. I just don't think it will happen. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and, and sell as well. Um, but man, what if he comes out and just wins a major or something this year? I mean, it'd just be fucking nuts, you know. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. Uh, I think it'd be cool, especially no. his son's continuing to bag for him. And I mean, it'd be really cool. But I just. I don't see it. It's hard to buy something like that um, because it's hard to believe that he's already won twice here uh, in this last wraparound season. So I think he's doing pretty well. I think he'll play, continue to play great golf, but I don't see him uh, going into the winner's circle again. Hell of an allowance that, that kid has. Oh, absolutely. I hope he's getting paid well. I don't know what the story is there, but I hope he's getting paid well. Oh, for sure. All right, so this next one here is uh, a juicy one. So I'm not a TikToker, okay? I actually have a TikTok account. I've posted like a couple of times, but I still have a TikTok account, and I have the app on my phone. And I got texted – probably by like 20 people. They're like, have you seen Bubby golf's TikTok?" And I, I mean, I know, I know uh, Tom and you know, Bubby golf, he's part of the good, good squad and great dude uh, rocks a bunch of like classic NFL jerseys all the time, which I like to see, but I don't really like go on TikTok. You know, the only TikToks I see are the ones that people share on Instagram. You know, most of them are yours. So <laughs> I, I, I get the link sent to me and oh my lord, this guy, like, I, I'm like, are you, are you serious? If you First haven't of seen all, it. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go. Keep, let's say if you haven't seen it, 
you have no idea what we're talking about, but dude, this guy's wearing like, first of all, his shorts are like mid thigh. So these are short shorts, soft shorts. You can't be wearing any underwear at all. And he's just doing a swing in slow motion in his house. And let's just say that he's making Greg Norman blush. He's making Tiger Woods blush. I mean, this is, this is like real deal stuff. So I, I mean, we're going to, we'll share the video or something here on this by ourselves. but dude, does Bubby golf have a bigger hog than Greg Norman by herself? <laughs> dude. I, okay. Well, I don't know what, what, to start with my answer first. First of, all, <laughs> first of all, Ryan's watched this video probably a thousand times. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> I'm literally watching it right now. Okay. So first of all, Travis sends me a text earlier and he's like, yo, did you see Bobby golf's t- latest TikTok video? I'm like, which one? And I like go, I'm like going through his page and I'm like, yeah, I've seen all these and like, cause I follow Bubby. He's a great guy. And I follow him on, on the talk and I'm like, uh, yeah. Like which one? He's like this one. And I'm like, what, what about it? He's like, did you see his hog? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, first of all, First of all, whoa, dude. Like, that just gives me extreme validation in, in my sexuality, which I, I wasn't searching for. Let's be straightforward with that. But, like, yeah. I, uh, my eyes weren't there. I was looking at the ball strike, and I was like, all right, cool. Like, he's hitting a ball in the house. But then I looked and, at the amount of likes. Let's be clear, too. That's not the first thing I saw as well. I saw the swing, and I saw, like, okay. I'm like, yeah. Wait, I saw the tracks. views. No, no, I need to. I need to. I need to make a statement. Yeah, <laughs> I saw the views. It was like six million when I when I saw it. I don't know what it's at now, but it had like seven hundred thousand likes. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, What's that's what so I look great at. about this swing. And then exactly. when I watched it a second time, I didn't like. <laughs> there's parts of the video that I was not sure to go into great detail, but when he's in his follow through extending towards <laughs> the the. Just, just do it. Just go into, yeah. go into detail. I was like, oh, now I see. And when you read the comments, he's got a lot of fans. So yeah. you should read so, through the so comments. Like first, at first, so he's gained a ton of followers from this. But at first glance, I, 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 was, like, look, I was looking for something. And I thought he had a golf ball in his pocket. And it was like <laughs> whipping around. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's what I thought. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then after I looked at your text, I looked closer. And I was like, holy fuck like dude what holy shit and here's the thing bubby knows exactly what the fuck he was doing here oh yeah 100 percent does because he, and here here's here's the the validation of that fact he only posted this on tiktok and did not post it to instagram this type of content lives on tiktok so well i've seen like other stuff like this where you know people are posting their tiktok is all about posting your bodies all the famous people on tiktok are famous because they fucking posting their bodies hmm. uh, not all of them but why are you doing majority. that coach why aren't you showing, showing off your body on tiktok you know i i've thought about it i've thought long and hard <laughs> about it but yeah. i mean you know I, I i'm reserved grew up christian you know yeah you know you're just <laughs> saving yourself for the right one yeah yeah but 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 i i still have to make my decision on buy or sell here i, I think um Okay, so I'm looking at the hog here. Uh, I've looked at it over and over in motion. <laughs> I I think that uh, I think that uh, I don't see a lot of girth here. I see a lot of length, not a lot of girth. Um, definitely a grower, not a shower. <laughs> I think Greg Norman has a slight advantage here. I think he does, um, but but still, just impressive. I don't think he should. Bubby should not be wearing. Uh, 
a six inch, you know, short, it, it should be just above the knee. Not, not, um, uh, like literally it almost, dude, it almost fell out of his shorts. Tom, what are you doing, bro? I mean, you oh, know what you're doing, you're but like, us, dude. it almost us. fell out of your shorts, bro. Come on. You, you got, you got, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Well, 780,000 likes. Good for you. Good yeah, for dude. You, absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna sell because uh, you know I don't know what preparation went into this video and staging to to get to that point. But the Greg Norman picture that surfaced on the beach where he's walking his dog looked like you know not the warmest of days. It looked like it might be even a little chilly, a little brisk out there, and the guy's just walking out there candidly. Someone's. I mean, I'm sure someone knew they were taking that picture and staged the moment. Who knows? Greg's pretty vain like that, but um, yeah, that's insane. Like I, I, I think. I think Bubby needs to leave good, good. He has to at this point. Because he good has wood. good wood. Exactly. He has to start good wood golf. And he would absolutely kill it. I mean, this is 780,000 fucking likes. It's, it's, your, it's, your, it's your green light to start your own apparel line, your own underwear line. I mean, why, why is Seriously, it coming out? I've been working with Tommy John. I'm going to send them the video and be like, this is your guy. Like, yeah, you, know, yeah, you need to do something with Tom. Like, you know, here you go. But yeah, I'm going to sell, but it's close. So it's close. And, yeah, uh, you know, close. for everyone listening, we apologize that we're going to make you watch this video. But, hey, you got to see it. So I'm so not happy to be a part of this, but also like. All right, moving on. We spent a little too much time talking about Tom. Uh, here's, a, here's a good one here. Um, does Square Shoes, Sir Nick Faldo's uh, number one sponsor, does Square Shoes really give you an extra eight yards off the tee, buy or sell? Sell. I mean, it's fucking shoes. I, I mean, how? What? What? Do you have you read anything about about this? Like, what's uh, there? No, I've just seen all the I've seen all the commercials and the posts because. I'm pulling it So off. I actually so. Real, real quick, we have, a, have this group of guys we go on these trips with, and they actually had a bet. They, they both shoot usually like in the high 70s, low 80s. They had a bet um, that if either one of them shot in the 90s, uh, they would have to go out and buy a pair of squares. And this guy ended up making a, like a double par on a par four on the 18th hole and shot 90 on the dot, and he had to go buy a pair of squares uh, that he's going to have to wear when we go to Bandon in October. And I mean, dude, we're all just laughing at each other because it's like, who wants to wear these shoes? I mean, they're, they, they look terrible. They're hideous. And that's just like the worst marketing gimmick thing you've ever seen. Like you see the John Daly stuff, you see, you know, the videos that are out there that it's going to give you distance off the tee. I mean, it's a pair of shoes. Are you kidding me? Like it has nothing to do with your swing, nothing. So didn't, didn't they make a pair of shoes that was like right foot, left foot, or like, you know, like for right-handed players and left-handed players. You know what I, I mean? I don't know about that. No, the squares, or was there a different brand that did that? And some other brand, and and, oh. and they were like saying like how like if you're lefty, you buy this pair. If you're righty, you buy this pair. Um, I don't know. But but yeah, I mean, it's a pair. It's a pair of shoes. I'm on their website right now, just kind of trying to skim through and seeing. Here's a pair I'm of shoes not... that are going to give you some distance off the team right here, okay? Yeah, 100%. These are, these are censored, but I'm going to give you those... an exclusive oh. look right here. Dude, stop. Stop. 
<laughs> so for those of you that aren't watching and are listening, he just pulled out the Puma Fusion Evo, and they're they're inappropriately comfortable. And if you they are. Had, those are super. If light. you go if you go to if you go to Puma Golf's um, Puma Golf's uh, Instagram page, you'll just see my beautiful face all over it. And I, I was the face behind the uh, the Fusion Evo launch, which was mm. which was cool. It was a fun shoot. Actually, kind of funny funny side story. When we were filming that, so that was also during the Rad Speed commercial shoot, you know, that uh, the commercial that just came out. We were also doing photos for like new new product and new clothing, and so we had to uh, do some photos and videos for the Fusion Evo Puma shoe. And so they had this like drone flying around me while I was juggling in the shoe. Then they also had this camera coming up close and this boom mic over me, and they were like having me do this like slogan like i was like fusion evo like inappropriately comfortable and then they had me doing these like sexy like no like oh oh just the weirdest marketing are you thing. serious 100 not even joking that that's like a little behind the scenes for you guys like we were doing a little audio Can we get these outtakes please yeah I, I need them because seriously i was i they had me walking in them and every time i would take a step i would go oh uh, oh <laughs> every step i took i was like oh god and uh yeah a little behind the scenes for you guys there about the fusion evo pretty much the most fun sh- fun shoot i've ever been a part of but yeah obviously that uh that content did not surface man between these last two buy or sell uh questions this has gotten very uh very sexual, sexual. yes it yeah. has but i think we're both selling here i don't think any i don't think either one of us could be rocking squares on the course anytime soon unless i lose a bet to my friends and i have to do that but I will do whatever I possibly can to avoid that. So sorry to anybody who are squares believers or love them. It's just not, if me. you buy squares, you're square. <laughs> I feel so bad saying that because they're a great, obviously a great company and they have great people endorsing them, but they're just not for us. So we'll yeah, move on we from go. there. There we go. All right. Last by ourselves. So arm lock putting should be allowed. We had Billy Ho come out recently and talk about his displeasure with this and wanted to bring back the belly putting. Uh, belly putters before this was allowed, um, we would swap that out. But what's your take on that? Are you buying or selling that it should be allowed on tour? I'm buying it. It should be allowed. Um, I, I, I don't even have a problem with the belly putter. I don't have a problem with anything, honestly. Like, I, you put, you give me an arm lock putter or a belly putter, and I, I I'm not gonna be able to fucking do it. Like, it's just, it's just not for me, and it's gonna be for some guys. You know, and and so, you know, when you're on the putting surface, whatever you need to do to feel comfortable, I think should be allowed. You know, if you're comfortable with a traditional putter, should that not be allowed because that's what you're most comfortable with? Fuck no. Like that's yeah. That's you know, it's it, it's 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 silly. It's it's really silly. So, you know, I I I don't know why Billy felt the the need to to voice that comment. Maybe a little bit of bad blood. Um, with him and somebody else on tour, but um, yeah, I mean it's, it's it's ridiculous, dude. A putting stroke's a putting stroke. You're, you're rocking the shoulders, and, and you're rolling the rock, and it and it goes in the fucking hole. I mean, there's there's not much to it. it yeah, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I, I I'm buying too. That should be allowed for sure. I, I I agree with you too. Like, I don't think that even the belly putter should be, um, you know, banned. I think that at the end of the day, it's like we we're going to talk about with uh. 
with Bobby about, you know, Bryson hitting the ball a long ways and stuff. It's like, look, you're putting in the work, you're putting in the practice, whatever that fits your game, do it. I mean, you didn't see like Adam Scott winning every event. You don't, you don't see Bryson DeChambeau winning every event. I mean, at the end of the day, you put in the work, you put in the effort, you do what works for you. Um, like what? So if Bryson starts winning every event, are they going to ban on length irons? You know, it's like, it's just, you know, it's not an advantage. It's just what works for you as the player. Um, putting is putting. It's still extremely difficult. You got to read the pace. You got to read the line. You got to have the right touch. Um, you know, got to have a good partnership with your caddy. There's so much that goes into it. So I don't know. I thought it was a really weird comment. You know, Billy Ho, yeah. I've heard, I mean, I heard Pat Perez talking about Billy Ho this last week about how, you know, creative duty is and stuff, but you kind of, tend to see otherwise with some of the way he acts on the course and some of the stuff he does. And then comments like this, it's like, just, I don't know, just, I just don't see it. So I'm definitely buying. It should be allowed. I don't see any problem with it at all. Yeah. I mean, like I, it has to be like, you know, mutually beneficial for the entire field. You know what I mean? Like if, if everybody on tour felt they could putt better with an arm lock, then at that You'd point, see more people doing it. Right, right. And, and, and if, if that was the case, you would. You would see a lot more guys on tour using it. And and you don't. So that there's there's a reason behind that. It's because mm-hmm. it's not for everybody. So look, if, if one guy feels a little bit more comfortable doing that, that's fine. I'm not going to see him as a threat because 97, 98% of the field feels otherwise. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 a little ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. moving moving along. Yeah. No, I mean that's all we have for buy or sell. We're actually going to skip the uh, out of bounds segment today because we're going to jump into the 19th hole to meet with uh, with Bobby. But like we mentioned in the intro, we've got a, a good guest with Bobby Bradley from Long Drivers Royalty Sports. Um, great dude all around. He's got some fun stories, but one in particular we're going to jump into right now where he got to meet up with the 45th president of the United States on the tee box and he put him on the spot to see if he could drive it further than Bryson DeChambeau. So we're going to go ahead and meet up with Bobby right now and check in. All right, we're here at the 19th hole, joined by our special guest, the man, the myth, the legend, Bobby Bradley. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me, Chalman. An absolute honor and a privilege to be in the presence of your greatness, as always. As always. <laughs> we're, 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 we're stoked to have you. For those of you who don't know Bobby, this is uh, this is quite the man here we're talking to. So he's obviously the guy behind the scenes on the Long Drivers account, which is probably the best Instagram page in the history of the world. Um, you got bombs, you've got a bunch of golf babes, you got all the best stuff out there. Bobby was also a baseball phenom. You were a first round draft pick for the Pittsburgh Pirates back in the day. He's uh, a long drive uh, dude. Hits the ball country mile, but he's also hit enough balls to raise millions of dollars for charity. He's the guy who has helped me shape the PGA Memes Challenge events to become what they are today. And I'm working with him and his team at Winning Ticket, uh, the software that we're using for the events. So Bobby's just an all-around legend. So we're, we're thrilled to have you here on Shank Happens, man. I think we're going to have a good conversation. <laughs> Thanks for having me. No, it's, uh, you guys are awesome. I've been fortunate enough to work with you guys over the past several years and been hiding behind that lawn drivers page for a long time besides like the people that are in the sport you know like how that started we were literally sitting in china and i had like 400 followers i'm like we have so much content they could just post the dumbest shit ever you know like of us hitting and then and then as time goes on obviously accounts like yours and coach rusty's like people like 
you know, comedy and what have you and having a business account. I mean, you, you can't help but not look at the analytics and see like, oh, I just posted a video of a dude swinging a golf club. Oh, I just posted a video of a chick swinging a golf club. They got 10x, you know, on the impressions. <laughs> Let me go over and do this a little bit more, you know. So, but Funny it's how that works, huh? Fun. No, it's a good group of dudes. It's kind of like the locker room, you know, the baseball locker room. You know, the, uh, the golf community and Instagram's great. I mean, your event that we had in Orlando was phenomenal. You know, just meeting all the people that I've, you know, I've known for the last couple of years, but – that 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 putting event that you didn't get to go to the guy that was a jet blue pilot oh and we had like a backyard so you know nine holes uh-huh. guy who god knows how much that guy spent on his backyard probably just, a lot thing was sick you know so stuff like that i mean it's 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 nice to have that community and, and it's a really tight-knit group of good good people as well so you know I, i've enjoyed it so what's up with long drive i mean like obviously the, the sport is Full of energy, a lot of fun, excitement. You've got a bunch of characters, um, you know, that are in the sport that are just fun to be around. A lot of them come to my events and stuff. But like, what's up? Like, is it just dead, dead? Like, there's no resurrecting it? Are there these? I see like many events popping up every now and then. I mean, what's the future of Long Drive? Well, last year, obviously, COVID shut down everything. World Long Drive was owned by NBC Universal, still is, but it's kind of like, you know, NBC kind of shelved uh, World Long Drive. So last year was the first year in our 45 year history that we technically didn't have a world championship. We couldn't even have one. These guys couldn't fly over into the States and, uh, you know, it was tough. Uh, they put it up for sale. I actually, you know, bid on trying to acquire the sport. You know, for me, it was more about the history of the sport. And because uh, I, I got in in 2007 and I feel like I was. I knew all the guys that, that, that paved the way for us, guys like Art Sellinger, Jason Zubak, Brian Pavlich, Sean Fister, guys that you probably had never even heard of that had done exhibitions literally all over the world. And those guys were the pioneers that had started raising millions of dollars for charity. And I came in kind of, uh, you know, in 2007, right off of baseball. And um, it's been a lot of fun. You know, Lawn Drive's given me a lot. It's more of a, a sport that it's a self-promotion type of deal. It's not like you can really make a ton of money off of lawn drive, but if you go out and, you know, like for me, I started raising money in 2009 at charity events and, you know, I've done over a thousand exhibitions just myself, like slightly under the radar, you know, people in lawn drive kind of knew what I was doing. So I've been fortunate enough to do events literally all over North America and and compete all over uh, the world. So last year I put in a bid, it was me, uh, my dad, Jose Batista, the, the, a baseball guy that you know, I played ball with for a long time. And unfortunately we didn't get to acquire world lawn drive. So uh, the professional lawn drivers association was created by Ryan Riesbeck and Bobby Peterson. They have a couple other guys that are involved in that organization that have, you know, a, a laundry list of uh, years in the sport of lawn drive. And it was, it's player driven. Uh, but it really comes down to TV. You know, if you don't have, if you're not on TV, you're not going to get the greatest of ratings. So for me, like, I felt like my biggest asset was the lawn driver's page being able to go out and promote the sport. But, um, you know, it's, it's still there. I mean, for me, I, I'd like to, I'd like to own the sport. I really would. I feel like I have a vision and how I want to go about it. Um, golf channel was great for us, uh, giving us the exposure. And I was able to see that at these events, um, that it, it was these guys, you had your cartoon characters. You got like Maurice, like Maurice goes out, and gets on in Vegas and just does the, the well. He did the Ric Flair in Denver, but he said something yep. about the NBA Finals with the greatest athletes in the world. And I kind of went with that hashtag. And I told Maurice, I'm like, dude, you said it. And I was like, if someone talks shit to me, I was like, I was a first round draft pick, so fuck them, you know? Like, I mean, you know? So yeah, it, yeah. it's um, it's a really good 
good cast of characters and, and guys like Kyle Berkshire and Martin Borgmeier. Martin Borgmeier is a superstar and he's been stuck in Germany the last year. I mean, the last day he was in the United States, he was at my golf shop and went 231.9 miles per hour, which is the fastest recorded yeah. golf ball in the history in the history of golf. So there's some really good dudes and hopefully as time goes on, you know, especially with winning ticket, we'll start hosting some big events as well all over. And my CEO that you've, you've talked with before George Cross, I mean, we're, he did events in Dubai, London, Mexico city, and the guy really knows how to host an event and he knows how to bring in television. So over in, uh, in Europe, it's sky sports. So uh, we did had a couple sky sport events where I was on and I got my ass handed to me to Joe Miller. who's <laughs> a two time world champ. He only beat me by a thousand fifty seven yards, but you know, whatever. But, um, the sport's still there, and the good thing is is that doing these exhibitions and doing events like yours, uh, it's keeping the sport alive, and, uh, you know, hopefully someone can come on board, whether it's myself or someone else can really push this to where it gets on yeah. television again. Yeah, I think, like, social media is definitely a huge, huge tool for you guys right now. And, you know, personally, from, from my eyes, I, I'm more exposed to long drive now, I feel like, more than ever because of pages like yours, but also because of the – the growth these guys are having on social media. As a kid, I always loved long drive, but it kind of fell off around like 2010 to probably 2020. I didn't watch it much. And, but, but now I feel like I, I'm, I'm seeing it everywhere. Social media is loving it. It's kind of making a comeback. And you know, I, I, what, like, what's the, what's the next steps here? I mean, if, if, if you're not going to get it on TV or is it maybe something that lives as on a digital platform? Um, you know, like we're seeing tons of that come up like Quibi, I think is one kind of, showed that you could put together i like i don't know what what's the what's the plan i mean you, guys, get are really, you guys are extremely creative um in driving traffic to your to your pages i mean youtube is obviously something that you, you know we're all close to garrett clark and and those guys at good good i mean they've been able to get some really good traction on youtube and also and also kyle berkshire and i think that's where the route that you know the plda is trying to go. They had an event today in Memphis. They had two events. They had one in, in Mesquite, which is the home of Long Drive. Uh, it was called Extreme Long Drive. And uh, I'm trying to think. Rob Tietmeyer won. Tietmeyer made the final eight in 2019 at the World Championships. And, and today, Will Hogue won. Will Hogue was the 2018 Player of the Year. He's, uh, he won the PLDA event in Memphis. So, I, and, yeah, I, I think social media right now is, is, is the best platform that we have to get still get it out there. But, you know, we need a need a big uh, – you guys are all wearing Puma stuff. You know, you get Bryson DeChambeau involved in this um, and, and, and some good corporate sponsorships. I think that we're not too far away from, you know, potentially having a tour that just blows up where it's it's global because there, there are. There's superstars. There's guys you've never even heard of. I mean, I've been doing this a really long time. The crazy part about 2018 was that I made the finals, uh, final 16 of TV rounds against um, – I lost to Justin James in the round of 16. Well – the fact that all I did was exhibitions, all I tried to do since two, from 2011 to 2017 was qualify for Worlds and not even compete because I was doing exhibitions like a madman, doing 115, 120 events a year. So um, what happened was that in 2018, my ranking sucked. So I didn't even get into the tour events, so I just went overseas. So we went China, we went China, you know? That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That was a good, good one. Seg good that segue a good, in a little bit. Good segue, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. That, he he yeah. ended up winning the royalty putter. When I saw him comment that, I was like, that was hilarious. <laughs> He's funny. Yeah, we went China, Dubai, London, Mexico City. I mean, we hit in Canada as well. Um, so I just traveled overseas and enjoyed myself. And I got to see some, like, studs. Like, guys, who, like you said, you've never even heard of. Brian Roberts, he's out of Wales. Baller. Emil Rosberg, Jordan Brooks, they came 
uh, tied for third in the 2019 World Championships. Emil's from Sweden, 22-year-old, badass. And then you got Martin Borgmeier out of Germany, who, like I said, him and yeah. Kyle are, are superstars. Josh Koch, Orlando guy. Um, he's. We did an exhibition at Old Marsh two weeks ago. He went 226 miles per hour with a with a Pro V1. I mean, it's it's insane how inta- uh, how talented oh. these guys really are, and their backgrounds are, are awesome. You know, like Justin James, world champion 2017, played pro ball with Toronto. So those stories need yeah. to be, yeah. you know, need to really truly get out there. And that was something, like I said, I wish I had that opportunity to do it. You know, with, with a platform like World on Drive. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think there's a lot of potential for a huge comeback. I just I see long drive at, at like at its peak right now. Like not at its peak, but I feel like it's about to explode. You know, like I just mm-hmm. feel like it's about about to pop. And um, so hopefully, you know, everyone keeps pushing on social. We'll keep sharing content. You keep sharing content. <laughs> yeah, it'll, sure. it, it'll be good. Yeah, I want to be involved in it somehow, some way. I think it'd be fun. I love yeah. all the people who I've encountered and met uh, in the sport. They're all great people and fun, have a great backstory and just genuinely great people. So, well, so you've been pounding balls. We're talking about long drivers, but man, you were just at an event this last week and you were hitting balls at a charity that's near and dear to your heart. I'll let you yeah. kind of talk through that. Um and you had a special guest that came through that you got to meet and you got to hit some golf balls for. So I, I just wanted you to tell this story because you told this story to me and I thought it was just incredible. Um, you're a great storyteller, one of the best that I know, but this story is awesome. So I want you to walk us through like where you were at and what happened that day. Okay. Well, first the, the foundation was Leukemia Lymphoma Society. I've been doing that event since 2010. Actually the kid Derek Brock that's in charge of that event nominated me last year for man of the year. So I, uh, I, I ran for man of the year. Unfortunately, like I said, COVID hits the world ends the event, like fence space. Like I didn't do any events whatsoever. Like I'm, you know, I built this software to try to do events like, like yours, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. March 6th, I did a tournament out in, um, out in San Antonio and then the world ends and I didn't do use my software until October 17th. So, you know, um, started building the software and as time goes on, guys like yourself are using it. Thank you, uh, Toby Keith. You know, big – we're swinging for the fences. Like, you know, if we're going to use it, we might as well just go with, you know, the best foundations and people that, that host events that understand the value of what we're doing. And um, we did an event at, at Trump Jupiter, caught wind um, from the membership director, director in West Palm. I spoke to him. The next day, he's like, you got all your time. Like, whatever you want to talk to me about, shoot. Spent like six hours with this guy. His name is Daryl Lynch. And as time goes on, you post the Bedminster event and Larry Glick writes you and he's like, Hey, we look forward to hosting you, you know, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I Larry, called Carol. I'm like, Larry Glick's, you know, writing to Travis. Well, Larry Glick, whether the title is the president of, of Trump golf or it, he's got some form of president in the name of it. And me and Daryl have been talking about the Leukemia Lymphoma Society event that I was at, you know, a couple days ago. He's like, well, the president will be in town, so I'll introduce you to him, and then you can talk about your software. Cool. Fast forward, I show up, I'm warming up on the range, just ripping two irons, and then I see Daryl. He's on the backside of the clubhouse, like in the staging area. It's like the grass is perfect. I mean, it's it's perfect grass. <laughs> Whatever. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's you know? fantastic. It's huge. <laughs> you know? And uh, I walk up to Daryl. And he brings up his direct, uh, tournament director, and he's like, hey, this is Bobby. Like, we just did an event. They just did an event with their software down at the Rowell. He's going to be doing the one PG memes again up in Bedminster. He's like, 
we got to get uh, this implemented in some of these events before the, 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 the Trump West Palm, they shut down like June. So, um, mm-hmm. and he goes, well, the president's on, uh, on nine. He's walking off the green right now. I'll introduce you. And I have my back to the cart path. And I just assumed that he was talking about Larry Glick, the president, you know, of Trump golf, what have you. And, um, he's just, you know, like mid since he goes, Oh, Mr. President, this is Bobby Bradley. He's a long drive champion. And I turn around and I look at Trump, <laughs> you know, I look back at Daryl and I'm like, I thought you meant Larry Glick, not the fucking president of the United States. And Trump obviously <laughs> hears me. He's two feet from me, you know? Yeah. And he's like, how you doing, Bobby? He's like, you're a champion, huh? I'm like, in my mom's eyes, I'm a champion, but I've never won the world championship. So I'll, just, I'll leave that there, you know? And he <laughs> yeah. goes, where are you from? And I said, you know, I'm from Wellington, West Palm. And he's like, what's your what's your deal? Like, you know, I was like, well, I was a first rounder out of high school. So my background's actually in baseball. And I got into lawn drive and, and uh, you know, beating the crap out of golf balls at charity events. So that's what I'm doing here today. Then he started asking me, he's like, what hole are you hitting on? And I'm like, well, I'm hitting on 15. And if you haven't hit at West Palm before, they have uh, you can move up a little bit and they have a split fairway. So if you're playing all the way back from the tips, there's like no way you're flying down the right side, like over these trees is too far. And um, it was downwind that day. And I moved up to where he knew I'm like, I'm, I'm at the tee box where it goes out to 17 and I'm just blocking it out. Right. Where I'm going to carry it probably like 340, 350 since it's downwind. And uh, I'm going to leave the guys like a hundred yards in. And he's like, you, co- you like, you cover, you cover the right side. You're like you go over down the right side. I'm like, yeah. He goes, I just had Bryson here two weeks ago. I'm like, cool. He's like, do you know Bryson? I'm like, yeah, no, I know Bryson. Nice guy. Really, really good dude. I mean, huge fan of lawn drive and uh, you know, he's been a bit, very, a good advocate for lawn drive. And obviously he's been trying to gain speed and working out with Berkshire and, and uh, him yeah. and I have had some good dialogue, you know, on social media and um, he just like flat out says, like, can you hit it farther than him? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, yeah, sure. <laughs> he goes, are you loose? <laughs> you know? And I go, yeah, I'm loose. I just ripping two irons. He goes, go get your driver. And I was like, okay. He goes, I want to see if you can hit the green. And then I asked him, I'm like, what green? What green? He goes, 17. And then um, I asked him, how far is it? And someone just yells out 411. And it was like a caddy or what have you. Cause I, I literally, I was like <laughs> on an Island with him for like five minutes, you know, just, just shooting it. It was, it was awesome. And how many uh, secret service agents are around you? There wasn't a, like four or five, like it wasn't, it was just, it, it was pretty laid back. I mean, you had to go through the gates. You had to go like through like two gates. They had, you know, security. I mean, they, they vetted yeah. you before you came through. Like if you weren't on the list as far as like for the charity event, like you weren't getting in anyways. So, yeah, right. um, but it was extremely laid back. They said that he was there earlier that day, just, inter- you know, shaking everybody's hands, what have you. And, uh, but like I said, I had no idea that he was there. And, um, um, right when he said to go get my drivers, he tells, uh, Daryl, uh, the membership director is like, Hey, Daryl, tell, uh, tell, get, get on the microphone and tell everybody that Bobby's going to try to hit the green at 17. <laughs> and, like, wow, it, it was on the like, spot. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, he puts my ass right on the spot. Like practically just calls me out, you know? And um, the best part about it was, like, I, I, all I could envision was the movie uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Like, when he shakes the keys and, like, all the animals hide away. But then when he walks yeah, in the car, like, fucking people were coming from all over the place. <laughs> you know, like, they just put my ass on glass. And I'm, like, running to the cart, you know, to hurry up. And, and when I get in the cart and I drive to him, like, Trump's just standing there waiting for me. And, uh, and I get out of the cart and, dude, my fucking left leg was shaking. Like, it was, like, ridiculous. Imagine. The amount of adrenaline that I had in my body, like I said, I haven't felt that in so long. And I can't even say I was nervous. Like, 
if anything, like I can hit a golf ball in front of anybody, anybody which I, I think I proved, but you know, yeah. and he's like, well, let's hit right here. Well, like he was pointing on the other side of the cart path where the grass was like a little bit taller. I don't know if you guys know what a tornado tee is, but it's a lot, a lot of guys in lawn drive use a tornado tee. It, it's for me, it's not even a plug. It's greatest tee in the history, in the history of golf. Like I literally hit a thousand balls off this thing and it, it still works. But if you have any nerves or this thing isn't dead nuts straight in, good luck trying to get this ball on. And I was like, I couldn't get the tee like to sit settle. And I'm like, can we, uh, can we just go back to this really tight grass right here? So we had to move a couple carts and, uh, and then, you know, the video just popped up and you know, those 45 seconds, it was, it was sick. Like, I mean, I, I just, first ball I hit, I center punched it and it was maybe three or four yards right of the flag. And <clears throat> you hear Trump say, I think he hit the green. I think he hit the green. And someone's like, I think it hit the green too. And he, at 411, like I know, like anybody that knows ball flight, distance, spin, Florida, like uh, uh, Bryson would know. You know, like he would know like he yeah. can't create <laughs> yeah, yeah. yards, let alone everybody in lawn drive. And uh, it was actually 355, which I didn't know at the time. So Trump's like, you know, you hit that 411. And I'm like, I, I can't hit it 411. And um, right before I hit my second ball, you can hear people saying, like, hold up, hold up. Well, there was a maintenance guy on, on the actual green. He was, like, doing maintenance on the green, and I almost hit the guy. <laughs> oh <laughs> so once we finally found a spot to hit where I can actually put the tee in the ground and, and get the ball on it, um, I didn't know it was 355 yards. So I thought it was 411, which actually – got me to relax just a little bit, knowing that it's like, there's no reason for me to just go ass out, you know, just to try to do something that I knew I couldn't get to. Yeah. And um, I center punched the first ball, hit it probably three, four yards right of the flag. And I, and I, I like I said, I felt like Will Ferrell in old school. Like I, I fucking blacked out. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. You know, I couldn't hear shit. I was just, just like I was playing baseball. I was locked in for that 0.88 seconds or however long it takes me to pull the trigger and hit. And you heard me grunt too. So if I grunt, that means I hit that pretty damn well. So yeah, normally yeah. when you don't try to swing as hard, you actually swing faster. You know, tips, right, tips from the right. pros. There you and, go. Uh, and then Trump's like, I think you hit the green. I think you hit the green. So if you look, go back and listen to it, um, it actually did hit the green because there was a maintenance guy on, which I didn't know, but he was radioing back up after the first ball if someone was trying to hit the green. So I didn't know that at the time. So if you hear right before my second ball, they're, they're saying like, hold up, hold up. Well, I didn't hear that. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm blacked out Will Ferrell right now. And then bang, the second ball I even hit better. I probably carried it an extra three, four yards, which is a long ways. When you start center punching balls, like, I mean, you're within you know, literally a blanket of them and, that ball ended up going a couple yards left of the, of the pen and then ended up going over the backside of the green. So, um, and then as you said, I was like, can I get a pick shit? You know, like, yeah, yeah, that, just, you know? that was my favorite part. <laughs> I know what an ask there. You're like, well, shit, yeah. can I get a picture of you? <laughs> it was so cool because what people didn't see was the fact that like, he literally just gave me just his time. It was just so cool. Like, it, it, you know, for me, I was normal, you know, I, I, he was normal. We just shot this shit for a couple minutes, however long it was. And then after I took a pic with him, I just said, you know, thank you for this opportunity. Obviously this is something that I'll never forget and uh, congrats on all your success. And he just said, you know, you hit the crap out of the ball. He's like under that amount of pressure. And I go, 
I was, I was like, I was like, I have so much adrenaline in my body. My left leg is still shaking. I can't get into something. You know? And, uh, but really, Dude, really you, cool. you impressed him so much that maybe we get him to invest into long drive. Maybe he's the Absolutely. guy who puts the money behind Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It would be huge. <laughs> huge. <laughs> huge. The world huge. championships would be hosted in China. You know? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was cool. And like I said, you know, Bryson, I think Bryson would be the key ingredient to get long drive really on the map. You know, um, I know that he's really focused a lot on his speed, but you know, I mean, what he did at the U S open was sick. It was awesome. The fact that he stuck to his game plan. And I remember, I think it was the 16th hole. He's up like six strokes. Maybe he's up four strokes. I think he was up four yeah. at the time. And this motherfucker just swung out of his ass. He cut the corner and hit it right down the middle of the fairway. Yeah. Everybody that was ever in that situation Mm-hmm. They're pulling out their four iron or three iron, calling it a day. Tiger Woods, 100 out of 100 times, and this dude just nukes it right down the middle. And I was like, that was probably one of the greatest drives in the history of golf. Now, I say that on long drivers all the time when they hit it four or five feet, but still, that was <laughs> yeah. that was impressive. So the moral that's that is, I, I think Bryson would be a humongous catalyst. I mean, Kyle Berkshire, I like I said, they're like cartoon characters. And Kyle's a machine. His brain is just locked into long drive. And, uh, I mean, he wants to play golf as well. And um, it's fun to watch that kid hit. You know, it's fun to watch a lot of these guys hit. And they do. They have good backgrounds. So, you know, selfishly for me, I hope long drive gets back on the map. But I think a guy like Bryson DeChambeau is, is the catalyst to really get it to where we need to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I, I think there's a bright future with long drive. I think what Ryan alluded to earlier, I think it's kind of just, even though the, the sport is not intact right now, it feels like it's just on the bubble of becoming something huge. And you got big yeah. names, big personalities, Bryson obviously jumping into it and, and friending Kyle and, you know, picking up distance off the tee. You see a lot of tour pros trying to adapt to that. Like Rory, even yep. a few weeks ago is like trying to keep up with Bryson and kind of scale back now. Uh, his game was falling apart. So I don't know. It's fun to see, man. I, I love that in golf. I hate, the, I hate the talks around rolling the ball back and changing courses and stuff. Cause I mean, you, you don't see Bryson winning every week. No. You know what I mean? It's not right, but he's putting in the work. I mean, he's working extremely yeah. hard. I mean, to change your body like that, to, to improve your swing speed like that and still hit the ball and play, that's a tremendous amount of talent and work, you know, and a lot of the tour players just aren't willing to do that or don't want to do that. So I just don't know why they look at that as a disadvantage to them. I mean, at the end of the day, it's up to them whether they want to put in the work or not. Right. Yeah. Well, so those guys are extremely talented, but I, you know, for me watching Tiger, you know, in, what 97, when he started getting rolling, you know, um, my ass was glued to the television, you know, every time he, every time he played, I wanted to win every single time. Well, I feel the same way about Bryson now. Like I want to see this dude win. It's just, it's just so fun to yeah. watch him play. You know, for me, you know, everything is, he he has his way, he executes. And uh, like I said, you know, guys offline or whatever, even on our pages talk shit about him. It's like, this guy works his ass off. You know, like this guy works his ass off. You know, and it's funny. There's a couple, couple times, right? I had some memes. I'm like, and I sent it to him first. I'm like, is this cool? You know, are you okay with this? He goes, yes. Like the one, yeah. the one with the Will Ferrell's like, I want to get ass. I want to drive a Range Rover. I want to make whatever. You know? like, I want to make bank, bro. I want to make yeah. bank, bro. And I was like, can I post this? And he goes, yeah, go ahead. You know, so yeah. it's, uh, 
He's dude. I don't know. He's still, I'm still on his shit list for some reason, man. I don't know what, what I did. Like I'd love when I get the chance to see him again, I cannot wait to pick his brain and be like, dude, what's up? Like we've spent time together. We've met, um, we've joked about posts before he's commented on like all of them. And then all of a sudden one day I get blocked. Kevin now got him to unblock me, but I think I'm restricted. Cause like if I DM him or anything, he doesn't open it at all. But he follows Hack Patrol, and I DM'd him on that. I tested him like a week ago. He like opens it right away and responds. I'm like, dude, what's up, man? Like, <laughs> gotta figure it out. So yeah. here's something. Like I said, I, I'll say it. So I, at six in the morning, I can't sleep. This is the day after, and I ended up doing a voice message to Bryson. I'm like, Bryson, I hit for the president of the United States because of you. And I was like, I just want to let you know that the president asked if I could outdrive you, and I couldn't help myself to say yes. So thank you. And I was like, I didn't like pass out, whatever. And he goes, that's awesome, bro. You know, it was pretty, pretty cool. Like you said, I, I like how responsive he is. And I think, you know, like, like he, it fuels him. Like when people start, you know, talking trash, like I think it fuels him actually makes him play better, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Well, we'll see. We'll find out sometime, but dude, I'm, gonna I'm still, you. we're going to make sure it happens. We'll just, we'll just start, I'll, I'll, we'll make all the meme pages say, hey, you know, follow you, you know? <laughs> We'll just like, do a day of like posting Bryson. You know? Well, next next tour event I go to. I mean, it's been a long time, but next tour event I'm sure we'll cross paths and I'll talk to him and figure it out. But yeah, I don't know what the hell the story is. So must have offended him somehow. Oh, so. You're a good guy. You're you're both gentlemen, absolute gentlemen. You know. <laughs> yeah. We, we appreciate well, that. Too. I mean, you guys every time I play with you, goes you guys go out and shoot like 64, 65s. I don't know how you guys are on tour. It's unbelievable. I know. Yeah, course it's, course it's records tough. are always in jeopardy every time we play. Man, it's a uh, it's it's a tough life that we lead. So. <laughs> it is. Well, yeah. dude, I'm, I'm stoked that you uh, that you joined us, man. It's an incredible story. Um, that video is just awesome. So we'll have to share that with the listeners, and then. I guess my, my last question is, I mean, obviously you, you've hit for so many people, raised all this money. Uh, I was a pitcher as well. I wasn't nearly as good as you are, but obviously pitching, you're on the big stage. Everyone has eyes on you and stuff. It's a lot of, a lot of nerves. Who would be the one person if you had to get up on a tee box and hit balls for that would probably like put you over the edge? Who would be the one person that would make you the most nervous? I mean, honestly, I mean, the hit for the president of the United States on, on you know, on, on the spot, like just straight up calls you out. Like, you know, I mean, I even text Daryl today. I'm like, I'm like, bro, I'm still floating right now. I was like, thank you for that opportunity. The best part was that he slow rolled me. Like he's as a pitcher being analytical, playing poker, you know, I yeah. mean, that's what I did after, after baseball is I played cards every single day, every day, you know, yeah. and to read people. And I was like, he played his hands right. Like, cause I, I thought for sure I was meeting someone else, you know, and we'll meet Larry at your, at your event. But, uh, I mean, I'd like to hit for tiger, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be nervous. You know, I, I just, it, it's just like anything else you prepare and, uh, you know, you let your body of work, you know, take over, you know, practice, perfect practice makes perfect, you know, oh, there uh, you but, go. But, but, but literally to put a tee in the ground and put a ball in it. And for me to hit, have a driver in my hand and swing it, it's like, literally it's, it's easy, you know, for me. And <laughs> right. I, I remember my t- television round with Justin James, Art Selinger, who used to own the sport lawn drivers of America. He's like, Bobby, he's like, he's going to be the most calm guy out here. He's like, his heart's probably not even beating. I don't even think he cares <laughs> if he's out here type of deal. Just because I've done it so much and, it's fun. You know, I, I enjoy competing and, you know, and being prepared, but I wasn't hitting drives on the range. Like I was just, you know, hitting two irons, getting loose to go out and hit. And, uh, yep. Hey, he put me you, to it, man. It was it, like I said, 
it was amazing. That was awesome. So much fun. But I can't thank you guys enough for the opportunity, especially what you're doing, Travis, for, for my, my company. You know, people don't realize how hard it is to be an entrepreneur and to start things and let alone try to follow through with it. And it's been yeah. five and a half years of just, you know, my team grinding their ass off, uh, my, my team in India, my programmers, my development team, and, and for you to give us that opportunity. Uh, it's been great. And it's been an honor to work with you. And it's, it's been extremely easy and, and uh, really, really cool to see you sell out, you know, at Bedminster within 48 hours and the same with LA. So, and yeah. coach, you know, I, I, you know, I, I got to see it three or four years ago and, uh, and you have blossomed and blossomed <laughs> into a, a beautiful <laughs> yeah. flower. You oh know. my god real quick let's touch on that like that was let's like probably like my, my second live trick shot show i ever did and it and i was like all ready to go like just starting the show and it just starts pissing down rain <laughs> and then bobby bradley hits me up on like a dm from royalty sports and i'm like who the hell is this guy like i didn't i didn't know who you were <laughs> personally oh. which maybe which maybe i should i should probably feel bad about but anyway so i was like still new into the social media game new into live trick shot shows and this guy shows up with like these hats and a putter and all this stuff and all this product. I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing pushing product? I mean, then he's sitting front row in my show. And I'm like, who is this guy? And the whole time I'm doing my show, I'm just thinking about this dude decked out in royalty, just watching me like with a death stare. And I was like, what is this deal? And then come to find out, like, you know, you do all these events and, you know, you work with a lot of really talented guys like Trevor can savage and put on these awesome shows. And I got to watch a lot of his stuff and he's, he's a true professional and, so it, it's 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 been really cool to be able to build a relationship with you, man. It ha, it, it really has been. Yeah, no, it's fun. Like it, it's it's just like social media. It's a very small knit community, and I uh, wanted to go out there and, and watch it, watch you entertain. And like I said, you don't know me from a hole in the wall. I didn't know the social media game. They're just like, oh, these influencer guys, just give them a bunch of shit, you know, and it'll turn into a, a millions of sales, millions of dollars in sales. I knew nothing about social media. I don't even, I just literally just started. I might have had 200 followers on royalty, but, you know, uh, you know, just for me, I just, I was like, this guy doesn't know me, you know, and, uh, yeah, but I was just going out to reach out and say, hey, if you need any help, because, I mean, I've seen guys that you never even heard of, Ben Witter, you know, God bless him. Rest, rest in peace. Like he watched that guy do a trick shot show. I mean, it was, it was insane. This guy yeah, sick, you know, and uh, like Dan Beaver, I don't know if you've had the yeah, honor oh my privilege gosh. to see Dan do. These guys, like I said, they're, they're like so old school. Like, I don't even know. I still think they have flip phones, you know, most of these guys, right. you know, and right. uh, they fly all over the place and it's a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, maybe yeah. one day we'll just do one. I'll just do the announcing. I don't, I don't, I'm good. <laughs> I, I would love to, man. I, I, I really did make a push for doing like live shows and performances. And, um, you know, I, I thought that's where like the money would be, but I also just love doing it. it. You know, like you get that little adrenaline rush and you just perform under pressure. I love that feeling. So yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll have to do a, a couple of events together. I, I would be honored, man. It would I'll be sick. There. I'll be the announcer. I'm good. I, 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 I like that. I said, we could talk forever. The one that we did at Adios was hilarious. So like, can you get us four world champions? You know? And, uh, yeah. I go, well, I can get you three, you know, I was like, cause the fourth one, I don't know if you can come over from London. And these guys gave me a microphone for an hour and I, I go, no one's ever done that. You know, like ever. Yeah. And I go, what can I say? They go, you can say whatever the fuck you want. And oh, we man, just, these trouble. guys were just banging balls. These guys were just banging balls for like an hour it was so much fun, and uh, the guys had a blast. Like it was, a, it was a member member at Adios, and, and the guys put on the laundry guys put on a hell of a show. And um, you know, like I said, you know, more of the stories. That hopefully, that we can get laundry on the map again. And um, 
Yeah. You know, it's yeah, guys I, like I yourself that can push to... it though too. You know, yeah, you definitely. Guys... We'll support it for sure. I mean, I think that, you know, with, with it going away, it might've been a blessing in disguise, honestly. I mean, it's, it's given these guys an opportunity to take a step back from, um, you know, the, the spotlight a little bit and focus on other where other areas where they can grow, which is social media. And now that they're gaining some traction and gaining a fan base, I mean, you're just going to have that much more support um, when yep. it comes time to get the ball rolling again. So yeah, man. hundred percent. Well, Bobby, it was a pleasure, man. We'll see you in Bedminster. So Absolutely. can't wait. Thank you. Uh, I, I got to right, go man. get my third trophy, you know, <laughs> I, know I see all those PJ memes challenge trophies before, behind you. Now we're stepping up the courses. I'm going to step up the trophies too. So it won't be quite as beautiful as that middle tall one, but I'll get a nice one for you. This that, next That's one. a 1999 state championship one, you know, that six, uh, okay. a state championship, but no, oh, the best was when Rusty just, just immediately once we won the tournament, he just put cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we post, <laughs> no, the best part about it. We, we could talk forever because Lee Johnson, Colorado golf blogs like you fucking cheater. And uh, some guys like these guys definitely cheated. And he goes, he goes, they did cheat, but I never played. Not anybody here is going to play these guys for money. I mean, Louis Gagne literally no. <laughs> like he, like Brooks Kepska wins the U S open uh, at uh, Shinnecock. And then Louis Gagne is the low end. Low end. You know? yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then yep. Tanner Beard hit, three just shots that were ridiculous. I'm so glad we didn't make a couple putts that were just bombs, like 40, 50 footers. Cause I'm like, <laughs> if we come in here with a 24 under, that's going to look, that's going to look suspect. Like, I knew, I knew, was, it. Uh, I knew it was, yeah. I knew it was. but no, he had three holes that were, were technically par threes. You know, you had yeah. the box hole, then you had some, uh, some other hole that we moved way up and, uh, yeah. you know, and made, made it, made it a little bit easier, but Bedminster, I don't it'll, be know a more, it'll be a little more of a challenge. It'll be a shamble. So, and we'll see. It'll be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. As always, it's good catching up, man. Take care. Thanks for your Thanks time, for guys. Appreciate it.